free to play Vegeta family too? NBA stuff this week, so nothing wrestling-wise major happened, but we'll go ahead and hit wrestling first. Uh, how should we do this? Uh, let's just go ahead and go hit the rumor rumor meal of what's going on in wrestling. Uh, Velveteen Dream, it's some people who claim to have sources within the WWE uh, really saying that Velveteen Dream is on the chopping block. And does that cause a shock? No, because uh, they've been getting rid of a few people who uh, they already got rid of a few people. Jack Gallagher got rid of, and they also got rid of uh, what's that dude from NXT UK, the Luchador one, uh, Legera, Luger, Legagro, Legagro, something like yeah, that, something like that. So. And there was another dude, but I can't think of his name right now. So, they are slowly but surely, if you are showing any amount of guilt or it's just not looking too good for you in your allegations, you're getting rid of. So, prime example, Jack Gallagher got rid of the day of when literally the next day. Um, And then the other two people was just like a couple weeks later. So... If you're just not looking good or you just admit that it happened, you're done from what I've heard. And with the street mm-hmm. saying Velveteen is on the chopping block for his, for the, his allegations, which to me are grander than others, and not because he is a bigger star, and you could look at it that way as well, because, yeah, he is the bigger star between Jack Gallagher and the NXT UK niggas, but... He, mm-hmm. but he, this involves multiple pedophile-like shit, my nigga. And like we talked about multiple times on this podcast, we don't do that. We don't do that. We don't support that. And if they have to let him go, I am not going to feel hurt, bad about it, because that falls on your brand, especially if, God forbid, more messages pop up yeah like, like if more messages pop up and he is on your roster and he pops up on nxt again like god forbid he pops up on nxt this week or the next couple of weeks because i know the great american bash is coming up and they're doing their thing with that but you can't afford to have him on your roster and something else pops up if another thing pops up, he has to go immediately, no matter what. Like, the first time it was like, eh, okay, it could, you don't know, you could, 
you but you still gotta look at it in the side eye. Second time is like, all right, bro, you gotta go. You have to go. And he hasn't been on NXT since, uh, I believe. But like the last time I seen him on NXT, uh, Dexter Loomis gave him a picture of them looking like being the tag team champions, and that's looking like a long, a big fat hell no that's going to happen. So, but uh, that's what the East Street is saying. Things not looking good for the Dream right now. But uh, your thoughts? Uh, same as yours. If he gone, he gone. If he here, hey, it be like that sometimes. Uh, I think he is gone. Knowing the E, like, they are really lenient when, when it comes to, like, bad stuff for big stars. But I think with the overall just people not liking him no more. So I think he's going, I don't know. I know they don't want to just fire him when it comes out people, uh, people, uh, whatchamacallit. it. Um, Photoshop, what's it called? It. Uh, Photoshop set him up. Yeah, they set him up. They they trapped him, and when that come out, people are going to be you know salty. But hold on, I had to put some shoes on. But um, if it do come out, and he was really doing that stuff. He really, you know, hey. You got to hold that, bro. So it's a lose-lose situation, but the right decision is to let him go for now. Mm-hmm. Trust me, Patrick ain't going to make AEW better. <laughs> Call that man Patrick. <laughs> that is his real name. But, but yeah, like NXT, the show's going to go on regardless. Uh, like, you can move, move up a big star easily, G. Like, it just sucks because... As if you was to listen, have been an avid listener of this podcast, we are very, we was very pro Velvet Team, and for multiple reasons. So, because not just because he's black, but because he's talented, he's really freaking good. And just like if if he has to go, he has to go. And it's and it's not especially with these allegations becoming more and more serious on him. And plus the spotlight being on your on the biggest wrestling company in the in the world. So I mean, literally, I'm on Raw tonight. Austin Theory was not on was not, did not come out with Seth and uh Buddy. So and Austin Theory has his allegations going on as well with pedophilia. So like they literally took Austin Theory off TV. So like Austin Theory stuff is actually worse. He got like pictures and whatnot. Yeah, his is very cringy, very freaking cringy. So, <laughs> so he might actually be done, but that like they they invested heavily in him as well. So it's like we're going to look into it, and if it's as tough as it really seems, then we may have to let we're going to have to let you go. Because regardless, we are a kid-friendly company. Regardless. How we may cuss every now and then, but we are and have some edgy adult type situations, we're still kid first. And they have to honor that. So, um, so yeah. So, we'll see where things go from there. Uh, but that if things get worse, 
the seat is only going to get hotter. <laughs> so, but uh, names are still coming out. And, but yeah, so, but Velveteen <clears throat> is definitely on the hot seat. Theory's on the uh, hot seat as well. So, but uh, moving on, uh, this past weekend wrestling, um, while we still on top of NXT, because that was really the big, couple, one of the big major things that happened. Uh, first, we are getting Io Shirai versus Sasha Banks this week, or is it next week? No, it's this week. That's this week? Yeah. Hey, man, we're blessed. We are blessed. <laughs> we are blessed, G, because we get this. That's going to be a slapper of a match, G. That's going to be a slapper, G. Shout out to literally Sasha and Bailey being the workhorses of that company right now because it's great to see. Um, I just can't wait to people get mad saying that they're taking over all the TV time like Charlotte did, but hey, who cares? But, um... But it's really great to see that uh, Sasha's going to go against uh, EO uh, this week. Uh, but also, this past week, we had Keith Lee defeated Finn Balor and uh, Gargano, the pizza man, in a triple threat match to fight Adam Cole for a winner-takes-all championship match. Think Not this week, but next week at Great American Bash. So... We got that's gonna be a slap of a match, and even though it's looking like it's a possibility that WWE is doing their appease to uh, appease the blacks, if Keith Leaf wins, I'm fine with it either way. But also, that's a thing. And look, man, it, who knows? <laughs> who knows? But it's just something I'm throwing out there. But um, like, I don't know if that's a thing. I think that's more of play on the crowd that NXT attracts. Exactly. The more they do that, the more they quote unquote rating go up. Even though I don't think people necessarily always gonna watch wrestling on Wednesdays. They exactly. technically beat NXT this week. I mean they AEW, AEW this week. This week. I mean last Funny. week. Yeah. So they probably could do it again. Yeah. Um they fire the thing Firefest is two weeks. Yeah, it starts them. this week and next week, I believe. Or it's just, yeah. or it's around the same time. Like yeah, so fighter, so a fighter fest is two weeks, and it's this week and next week. Uh, so y'all already know, like Triple H is on his big trolling bag because Dusty came up with um Great American Bash, Great American Bash, <laughs> and then he also is quote unquote counter programming AEW. So a lot of their fans got ruffled. I'm sure they so, did. No, but... the intro, I don't care if like AEW wins. Every week in terms of ratings. The E always gonna troll. That's what they do. Yeah. They are petty. Like they they are petty. They the things they do to their own wrestlers, you should know they're not gonna care about a a, a promotion that they somehow are in competition with. Mm-hmm. So yeah. people, you know, competition's good. And, and then you go around and being mad of what Triple H is doing, I don't wanna hear it. Exactly, because at the end of the day, it's business, and the goal is to beat your competition in terms of ratings. Even though the funniest thing ever was when I looked at the ratings <laughs> of both shows, it's not like they be placing high on what's on what comes on on Wednesdays. Uh, no, yeah, it's the, like the grocery guys' grocery games beats them every consistently. Time. Guys' grocery games almost hit a million. Every week, yeah, that 
MTV The Challenge as well, which I watch frequently as well. That that was number one this week. With a, I forgot the exact amount, but shits on everything. But yeah, uh, my boy uh, Guy's Grocery Challenge is up there as well. But regardless, the goal is on Wednesdays is to beat your competition. So Triple H is doing what he's supposed to do, especially since this is a major situation for AEW with the Fighter Fest and stuff like that. That's your goal is to literally find a way to get people to watch your show. And if it's having given us Keith Lee versus Adam Cole, wonderful. Giving us Sasha Banks versus Il Shirai, thank you. And it's probably Lord knows who else is might we might get as well. So we have it's Triple H knows what the hell he's doing. And at the same time, uh, but regardless, um, do you think it's time for Adam Cole to um drop the belt? Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Keith Lee being a two two belt guys for, temporarily isn't going to be a bad thing. He's not dropping the belt though. Adam Cole is. I mean, Keith Lee, Keith Lee not getting the double. Adam Cole is. Adam Cole. They're setting up Adam Cole to be probably the biggest star in the company for a minute. So, I understand like, that. and they don't want they don't want to lose him either. Yeah, because all his best friends are in that other company. So they they're going. To, Adam Cole is always going to come out looking amazing in everything in NXT. Um, so Keith Lee is about to drop that belt, and plus there's a good chance nobody drop it because that dude, ball head, skin head, Brock Lesnar, Karrion Cross, okay, everybody out. Karrion Cross so. probably is going to pop up and pull up because uh, don't forget the uh, time time is ticking. <laughs> My boy yeah. is going to pop up. Well, Scarlett's going to pop up first. Scarlett's going to pop should. up first. Yes, she should. In a very yeah. lovely outfit of her choosing that day. Then we're going to see <laughs> Karrion Cross just come out, pull up on everybody, choke somebody out, then everybody's safe. At the same time, I would but at the same... In a way, it works out because they, they're protecting Keith Lee really good as well. Like, they make him... Regardless of threat, no matter what. So, in a way to protect both, I can see it happening. If not, Cross is going to pull up and do his thing on Adam Cole. But I will also, it makes me curious also on what's going to happen because Dexter Loomis is involved in anything Adam Cole because he's part of Undisputed Era and, he, and Dexter Loomis' sole purpose is to stalk them niggas and be creepy and I'm all here for it. Mm-hmm. So, so there's many things going on with Adam Cole. So he's involved. He's involved in literally like two, three, two, three different storylines. Shit. But um, but yeah, you're right. He is a big star. But um, but yeah, I'm very like NXT's looking really good. Anything else happened this past week? Um, Drew. Sasha, we did we say Sasha Eo? Yeah, Sasha Eo. Okay. Was Sasha Eo. Uh, Timothy Thatcher versus Oni Lorcan. Look. That's going to slap. Been, look. <laughs> look, people don't understand. That's going to hit. Slap, man. The only Lorcan look like he should be on some type of list. That man's character is on point when it comes to his wrestling style. Yes. So, it's going to um, be fire. Um, anything else? Uh, uh, how do you feel about uh, just literally how they're using Bailey and uh, Sasha? I think it's the best. Thing in WWE right now, yeah. 
they they, they 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 solidify how crazy good their women's division is too. So it's the best thing going. Honestly, don't think anything's wrong with it. Uh, if she be, I, I would hate for her to be Oscar, but if she be Oscar, makes everything better. Um, but I don't think she beats Oscar. I think her losing to Oscar will plant the seeds of the breakup till SummerSlam. I think it's gonna be the final seed to plant. Yeah, uh, yeah if Bailey, if if Bailey is the reason that happened, Sasha go full heel. I mean, full face. She's gonna be white hot if the crowd was there, man. Oh yeah, like, bro, with like, and I think that's what they was waiting for. But I'm pretty sure everything will get pushed back. And in wrestling, there's so little time you can tell stories mm-hmm. um, that last forever without feeling it being, you know, overused and whatnot. So I'm 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 happy for them um, and what they doing. Um. I just, I, I honestly just can't wait. Yeah, same. I'm cool with it. Um, especially like Sasha getting her go with she's, dang, she's really probably gonna beat two Japanese women in one week. Uh, within two within a two week span. Uh, but either yeah. way, uh, it's good to see Sasha and probably she's gonna put on probably like potentially some quality match of the year candidates. Uh, Bobby Lashley's just ch- uh. I don't know what's the storyline with Bobby Lashley right now, but he is literally full nestling every single black man that pops up in the ring that isn't him. But uh, I don't know how to feel about this, but okay. Because uh, he just choked out uh, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. I haven't seen them on Raw in months. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> it'd be that way. Either way, uh, I'm, I'm cool with it. And... If it's one thing I've noticed, and I don't know, maybe it's just something I've noticed, but I think Bruce Pritchard surprisingly does a better job involving the women's roster than Paul Heyman did. Yeah. And Paul Heyman, was, his booking style was too reliant on everybody gets a shot. Not like a shot at a title, but everybody gets a shot to shine, which works if you're trying to like establish something. But those, like, what you were trying to establish, Liz, I think was working. When you were trying to establish Alistair Black, I think it was working. But for, like, everybody else, it just comes off as, okay, I'm seeing Austin Theory versus another dude that just got called up. And then Austin Theory going to go against another guy that we don't know nothing about for, like, what seems like forever. Yeah. So... Um, it's it's cool. I just if if the Messiah was a Paul Heyman thing, the Monday Night Messiah was the Paul, well, Paul Heyman thing, and I think he did good with stuff like that, like helping self reinvent his character. Yeah. But other than that, you know, he it's like he helped, like he somehow got Apollo Cruz over. That's tough. <laughs> so I, I know you hate him, but he <laughs> that stuff him. Paul Heyman did that, but like. But I mainly want to focus on the women aspect. But like you could, I would say on like okay, in comparison, on SmackDown, <laughs> even though like at times the women like I just really wasn't like like even though I felt like they had the no they I thought they had the, be, the better women roster honestly. But it in was, terms, of, but in terms of using them, 
Like you had a mid card women's storyline, G. Like the uh, Mandy Rose and uh, Mandy Rose and the Sonya Deville was uh, actual, and still is going on an actual storyline between women that don't involve the belt, and then just the situation that you have right now where you have the women's SmackDown's locker room like, yo, we're tired of freaking Bailey whooping our ass and bad mouthing us. You like actually that- got another storyline that's just not with Bailey and Sasha, but you 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 probably about to have an involving storyline with um Nikki Cross and and um Alexa Bliss. They probably break up after this. Yeah, because uh, yeah, like you got that going on. Like you actually have storylines going on, and then even now on Raw, just within the past two three weeks, since I think he's he's taken over. Literally, I've seen uh, Natalia actually being used. Lana's actually being used outside of Bobby Lashley. Thank God. Um, uh, Liv Morgan, Liv Morgan, back the Riot Squad was. Yeah, that's looking like that's gonna come back, which I think is good for both because it keeps them on TV, and you your help it helps build your tag team division. So. Well, you know, there are some people very skeptical on like, oh no, this might be bad. Yeah. Just off the past two, three weeks, he's been doing good. Just off what I've seen from the women's division, especially on Raw, because yeah. it literally became the well. Especially since you lose Becky Lynch, you didn't want to just put all that pressure on Oscar, even though she's been really hot as hell. Like the Iconics have been really good. They got their own little storyline going on. It's just the fact that these three hours are actually being used. You actually seen the woman being used, which is really good. So I just think. The only stain right now is the Braun Strowman championship run because that's bad. There's <laughs> nothing you can do. It's <laughs> not really nothing you can do with that, though, G. That's why they said, hey, Bray, <laughs> come back. You're right. There's nothing you can do. He's probably about to be the world's strongest transitional champion. Um, But, like, other than that, it's, a, it's the Bruce Prichard joint ain't that bad. Yeah, it's not really as bad as some people make it out to be. And with Raw, I feel like he has more to use. With SmackDown, and once again, I think it's probably the two hours, but also just who's on that roster. Losing Roman hurts, but I think it's just with Braun, is you're so limited on what you can do with him. He shouldn't be faced. He, that too. But... SmackDown literally has a bunch of heels. Like you're right, but you can still flip. Like John Morrison faced money. Yeah. Like uh, who else? Um, you got New Day. You got um, crap. So many people not here. Daniel Bryan is there, of course. Daniel Bryan, uh, Drew Gulak. Uh, Shoot, I think Elias is injured. Um, but you, you can. It's okay. It is okay if you got a bunch of heels. It's not like they in one giant stable. Like you can turn him heel and have him do something completely else. Like, but Daniel Bryan having that belt will mean more than anybody else. Yeah, especially since there's since Roman is not there. Yeah, and. Matt Riddle is <laughs> Matt Riddle is also in allegation hell. 
I think know, he, Matt Riddle's straight though. I think he's straight, but you can't you can't do the shoot you to the stars push that you probably had planned. You're right. So until you know his shit is as clear as possible, as clear and comfortable for you to be like, okay, this is what we're going to do, and all of that. Like he opened a match, he beat up freaky beat AJ clean, and then this past week on SmackDown, though he was around, he was uh in the. Uh, by the way, I like that freaking lumberjack idea that they've been doing. Uh, but they uh he was he was still involved in that ma- the fi- uh the the freaking final match either way. So Yeah, like the crazy thing is though Bray so this just popped my mind, my party though Bray is a main event talent, as much as some people don't like it, kinda including me. I'm kinda half and half on Bray. Um I'm with the Cena, I'm a, I'm in the Cena realm of saying, bro, they gave you everything. It's low key no excuse. But um though Bray is like that what you doing with Brian right now? You can do it with the IC title. Yeah, AJ had that IC title for all of two weeks, and that seemed like the main belt. It's because it's AJ for one. But the like what you did with AJ coming to Raw, you could have did that with Daniel Bryan and him with the big belt. I mean, coming to SmackDown, you could have did that with Daniel Bryan and him with the big belt, and. You will have a main event star, which AJ is already is. Yep. Feeling great. Like you you will have all eyes on that belt. Instead, all eyes are not on that belt. And we still look like I right, win and who Brian is gonna drop this to. Because mm-hmm. I don't feel like anybody is like Brian to do better with a crowd with all the yelling and screaming, but you need like solid people. To work this no crowd situation. Yep. Them, like them, solid them, workers mainly. Some PC implants, bro. Nobody care about some people. Like, so they, nobody take their reactions seriously. They, it's just false hope at this point, and more COVID. <laughs> but, like, if you were to like switch that up, and I know Braun just lost that. But that feud he had with Miz and Morrison, that could have been an IC title feud. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Agree. Uh, it could have been an IC title feud. That didn't have to go and and be a main event. I mean, a, a title like uh, our main title feud. It's, it's a little kitty. I'm not saying wrestlers should always be serious, but in the aspect of Braun and his character, his feud should be a little bit serious. Mm-hmm. So, like. If you got the big, if you got the big belt, that's really much it. That's the only Bruce Pritchard joint that I'm like, nah, I'm a little bit sour on this. Um, it's, yeah, it's just to me, I think it's just really hard to write with Braun in whether heel or face. For one, that's the problem. Because if he's heel, he's gonna be expected to run through every goddamn body. Yes, and you can do that. Like, if he's going to be a main champion, he should be a heel. If he's going to rock the IC title and stuff like that, put him in his face. Same thing with Seth. If Seth's going to be main champion, heel. Yep. That's just how yep. it should go. He should just literally be a heel. But if he's going to be, like, facing it up, what, 
give him the IC title, give him the U.S. title, half slap matches. You know what? But like dynamics of those character when Braun was being a heel towards Roman, that's when Braun was like, all right, he might be the next guy. But, but as soon as that boy turned face and started doing them gimmick moves and all that type of stuff, we like, all right, what you what, what else you got? Nobody, I still like, believe that says more about Roman than it did about no, uh, no, Braun no. too. Yes, it says a lot more about Roman because people was hating on him. Yep, and he he made he he put Braun over, mm-hmm. but it's just like. I, I, I do need to see more. Hopefully Bray take the belt, but I don't want to see Bray with the belt and we don't see the belt no more. Because he's, his character is part-time. And he don't wrestle on SmackDown because he's a, like a special attraction. Yeah. Uh, like, you, you will see the belt. It's just not in ring. Yeah, the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be very rare. So, yeah, I get where you're coming from. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, it's one of those definitely we'll see, and I, it's just I think you're right. They should just I think Brian should have won, and then AJ should have got the chance to fight uh Brian and took that belt off of him because it's just it's stale. It's not. It just hasn't gone nowhere, and it's just whatever. But uh, before we move on, uh, Roman Reigns actually did an interview recently uh where he is quoted on his wwe return saying i will be there to prove that i'm not just a top i'm not just the top of the mountain but i am the mountain i am wwe's biggest superstar regardless if i am on the show or not so i have everything to prove and everything to lose as well so uh so your thoughts on uh this quote there's no homo, big glizzy talk, bro. What's the, what's the, what's the, he's saying what he got to say. Yeah. Like, I'm Roman, I'm like, I'm the big dog. Like, this, 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 everything he's saying is not cap. He is the biggest star. Yep. Like, anything that Roman does, eyes go to, unless it's a few with Drew McIntyre after he came off cancer. But he's the big star. He's the big dog. He should have that belt when everything said it does. Um, But if he got to work his way up to a mountaintop, that creates a better story. I, for one, say he should come back heel, especially without crowds. Him coming back heel could work because he ain't got to worry about signing autographs and stuff at the end. But, you know, I don't book the place. But That's our job. We just give what we think would be best. Yeah, uh, but... Yeah, I true. I don't see nothing wrong with what he said. He just he talking his stuff. Yeah, man. Like I'm, I'm cool with it. Like I'm glad. Like I'm glad he knows who he is in that company. Uh, and regardless, it's obvious he's not there. <laughs> it's one of those. It's like it's, it's like when Brock. It's like even to a point where I see people tweeting, "Dang, I low key miss Brock Lesnar." And when I watch yeah. SmackDown. Damn, I low key really miss Roman Reigns, and because just it's missing that attract that that regardless your weekly attraction, and SmackDown needs it badly, like very badly. Like I wouldn't say like the company 
the company's making do regardless. But yeah. SmackDown just hits different when you when you know you have your main star there, regardless they're in the title picture or not. It's like when Cena was missing in 08-09. You knew Cena was missing. <laughs> you knew it. Yeah. And when he returned, it was like, oh, well, well, Cena's here. Thank God. Shoot. So it's one of those things where I'm glad he knows. Talk your shit, G. Like, that's real. Like, hey, I know who I am. I know I know my worth. I respect him trying to figure it out. But, but yeah, but... uh. It also kind of gave me hope that he might be back sooner than later. But it's just, if uh, COVID wasn't a hellhole in Florida, he probably would, he would probably have been back sooner. Uh, I would say he'll feel a lot more comfortable coming back. But COVID in Florida is a different breed right now. So, but yeah, yeah it is a different freaking breed. So, and which will lead to our next transition over to basketball. So, uh, a lot has happened, but before we actually get into like update with the NBA restart, which involves schedules and niggas backing out, this is our good chance to uh actually talk about or bring up Vince Carter, who has recently retired. Uh, shout out to him. Had a twenty twenty two year career, I believe. I mean, played for a long ass goddamn time, but also gives us an opportunity to start a new segment called Hall or Naw which I brought up last week and we're going to be as consistent as we can with this shit or at least when shit is slow we have something to talk about but uh, with Vince Carter recently retiring he's a perfect candidate for our first Hall and All segment and with that being said shout out to Vince Carter congratulations on a very long career we respect you Um, but before we dig into your career do you think Vince Carter is a Hall of Famer. Of course. His cousin's in there. His cousin literally couldn't make it out the first round. So, yes, he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, I will definitely agree. Uh, the good thing about the Basketball Hall of Fame, it just isn't your NBA career. It does date back to your college career a little bit as well. So, it helps out certain players. But when he a one and done? Vince Carter, I believe he was. Or was he a high schooler? No, he Vince Carter well, went to North Carolina. I'm about to pull up his uh, college shit as well. Give me a moment. If I can get that shit. North Carolina? Huh. Yep, he went to North Carolina. It was a point. Like it was North Carolina had a good run of like players in the 90s. They had Vince Carter, Antoine Jameson, Rasheed Wallace. Um, it was Somebody else in the late '90s that they had that was really freaking good. Uh, I can't think of them right now, but whatever. Let's see. I know college basketball has a reference site as well, so I'm about to pull that up. Uh, let's see. Well, then you just pull up Vince Carter in college. Vince Carter, college stats. Here we go. So, let's see. Oh, he was two times. So he was in. So he actually had two years in college. Uh, two time All ACC to go with his uh in his two years. So that's pretty good. Once again, college numbers aren't always the most impressive. By the way, people. So when I sit there and say that he averaged thirteen, well, he was actually there for three years. By the way, um, he averaged thirteen his sophomore year, fifteen his 
uh, well, dang near 16, his junior year, it just means that that nigga was on the court, and that would be equaling out to like 20, probably like a smooth like 22 a game, if we have to translate to NBA numbers. Because college basketball numbers are always ass. But uh, overall, he was like he 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 was decent in college and all of that, so it helps him get in. He went to North Carolina, so that helps him as well. Uh, he has the most iconic dunk contest ever. Um, the most iconic dunk contest ever. Uh, <laughs> arguably brought the dunk contest back as well. Uh, made basketball in Canada a thing. And and literally was an eight-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA. And unlike Tracy McGrady, he make he made it out the first he made it out the first round a few times. So that's and he was All Rookie and Rookie of the Year. So he has a case. He has a very also strong case. All the time. That too, like the fact that he literally played. He got drafted in ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Wait. His NBA debut was in '99. The fuck? Oh, so lockout. 90, that's why. That's why lockout. Twenties, twenty tens, then twenty twenty. That's yeah. four decades. No, he wasn't in the league for four decades, but he was in. He those four. That's four decades of basketball. Yep. Yep. Uh, when? How old was he? Like forty two when he? Yep. Forty two. So, so if he was in. He came in league probably at his at the youngest 20. he would be what like twenty. Yeah, you do the math. I suck at it. So that means yeah, he spent 20. his career was like twenty two years or something like that. Or? About twenty twenty two years. Hold on, let me count real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. So, yeah, like 20, 22 years. He had a strong 22-year career. Uh, despite, like, at the end, like, the tail end of his career when he outright became a role player, dropped his averages a lot because for his career he's averaging 16.7, four rebounds and three assists. If you don't count that, you just count his prime year. So pretty much when he was with Toronto and those couple seasons with the Nets, he was still really freaking good. And there was a point where he was arguably he was a top ten player for a little while. Yeah. So I feel like he has a strong case. If T Mac gets in and he and T Mac got in solely off solely off All Star appearances. Let me, let me pull up T-Mac in comparison. Let me pull up in T-Mac comparison. Let me bring his shit up. It's only right. Uh, let's see. Tracy. He's Diet Kobe, bro. Yeah. <laughs> T-Mac got in solely off seven All-NBAs and the seven All-Stars. And I will probably sit here and say if there were more shooting guards in the league that were good, he would he would probably have less. Yeah. T-Mac I'm talking about because Vince Carter only got two so and just thinking off during that era it was Kobe Iverson T-Mac Vince Carter 
You might as well throw in Mike. I'm throwing in Mike in the early 2000s. <laughs> I'm throwing in Mike in the early 2000s. Well, you talking about guards? Yeah, in terms of shooting guards. Um, uh, yeah, that's you. I barely was able to speak when they was playing, bro. Hey, look, I'm just trying to think. Because it's often dictated that shooting guard is probably the weakest position in terms of all-time players. Uh, I get that small forwards, but hey. It's either or. Um, mainly, be- I think mainly because the talent drop-off after Mike, Kobe, Wade, Harden, and Iverson. After the top five is like, shit. Sure, like, look remember at the top the five guards. Like. I mean, Fords, Brian, Larry, Katie, Pippen. <laughs> James Worthy. Jack, big big game, James. And John Havlicek is all time, regardless how you feel. Uh, so. Nah, nah. He, hey, yo, he tried to whoop me last time I played him in the 2K. I don't know if I'm going to give him that. Like, <laughs> Brown, up. Um, but... <laughs> Scotty sent Kawhi to the Shadow Realm. Shit. Why? Oh. Yeah, Kawhi, 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 Kawhi. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like comparing. You got to sound like Paul Pierce and stuff, bro. He yeah, even, even there, as much as I hate Paul Pierce, it's like, hey, <laughs> it's like I still give him his credit. Get so. to that. You want to get with technicalities, like was Sidney Moncrief a guard or like you know? He was, you a, he was a shooting guard, bro. They made all. They literally made defensive player of the year for Sidney Moncrief because <laughs> he was locking niggas <laughs> up in the eighties. <laughs> Chris Mullen was he? A, was he, a, he was a small forward. Grant like, Hill yeah. was a small forward. But them dudes him, like was short lived. And Grant Hill is another example of a nigga who got into the Hall of Fame mainly off his college career in his early prime. Like it's like Grand Early Prime was disgusting. Like that dude was hooping niggas to the moon. He was supposed to be goat at the mic left, but his ankle said no, no, no. So it'd be that right, way. Yeah, we say in the hall. If it was all Hall of Fame, dog folks wouldn't even be first ballot. No, no, T Mac wouldn't be first ballot. T Mac, T Mac probably wouldn't even be in the hall, bro. He wouldn't. It's okay. T Mac would be in. He wouldn't be first ballot. That's my problem. Yeah, we had put him in like in the WWE Hall of Fame when we need somebody. So like they do NWO because they need somebody to be there. Exactly. We put him in. We need somebody. Like, that's T Mac. It's like, hey man, like we know you was a star, but it's like, come on, man. But I will also argue Vince Carter was a bigger star than T Mac, and he yeah, was better. He had a whole he had a whole country. Literally, we hear the current generation of Canadian basketball players say Vince Carter was our hero. I think he Vince Carter also has a documentary about uh how he put Canadian basketball on the map. So T Mac don't even have that. We're not giving T Mac no documentaries, G. No, I don't know. We're not. You know, question. So did the Vince leave a free agency, or did he? He got traded. He got traded. Ooh. It was, and it was, it was more because, gee, if you look at them Raptors teams, gee, it was a time when nobody wasn't trying to come to Canada to play play ball, bro. 
Nobody's trying to kind of kind of play ball now. Yeah, no, look, man, the six is lit right now, G. Shoot, but uh, yeah, bro, it's still not. It's not. It's still, bro. Come on, G. Kawhi didn't even stay. Kawhi wanted to go to go home. That's a difference. He wanted to go he home. He's home right now. He spent the whole year at the crib. Yeah, hey, look, you know man. You, if you want to tell me that Kawhi knew COVID was coming, he would, bro. He Kawhi would said, "I don't care if I run the East or not," because he want to run. He want to run the East right now, G. Yeah, he would have ran the East. He would have been like Giannis nah. for being great. Still was like, no. Nah. Greek freak not even going to bat an eye to Canada. Mm. Hey, Everybody look, talking I don't about know, it. man. You a big you... star free agency, you go to Miami right now, bro. And look, Miami is like the – is about on the verge of being the new Knicks, G, when it comes to, hey, man, we're looking at Miami, but we don't go. Bro, you think about Miami, bro, they have a well-surrounded team. They got a leader with an athlete Gee. mark on them as Jimmy Butler. Like, you... I get that. But, bro, when LeBron left and they were trying to get a... They were, they, the, I think they spent like two, three straight free agencies trying to lure people. Gordon Hayward was on the list. He didn't go. Who else? That's what's up. It's always like star players that like Miami's on the list. I think they Marcus Aldridge was on that list at one point. But Marcus Aldridge was up there too. And Kobe kind of chased him away from being a Laker. <laughs> I think Kobe, they said Kobe was there and said, <laughs> and look, man, uh, just know you're behind me regardless. And Lamarcus was like, no. <laughs> so. Man, it's crazy because that boy, it's not like his talent went down in San Antonio. Like, you ain't going to San Antonio to become a star. <laughs> you know, that, San Antonio but... to literally fit into the system. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. That's it. And the only person who literally they say he who had a free pass was Kawhi. They let Kawhi say, "You can do what the hell you want, bro." <laughs> yeah. Even Kawhi was like, yeah, "I'm kind of tired of this, but hey, whatever." But uh, but back to Vince Carter though. But yeah, Vince Carter is going. I believe Vince Carter, based off the low standards that is the NBA Hall of Fame, <laughs> what a basketball Hall of Fame, he's going to get in. Uh, and it's going to be more for icon status and yeah. longevity than actual like oh man, because you look at his resume, it don't really scream much. But he he's such an NBA icon where it's like you cannot. You can't just leave Vince Carter off the Hall of Fame. It's like he's been there forever. Yeah. It's like one of those is just like, hey, be that way. But, uh, but yeah, so that's our first Hall of Nah. Um, I want to do Rondo next because it's just, a, it's been that's popping a up for him. So that's going to, and I know it's going to get toxic actually. So, uh, so we would, next, next time we do this, it will be Ray John Rondo. And dictate on whether he's Hall or not, because I think that's a very fun dialogue we're gonna have. But uh, let's go ahead and I think we should hit on before we go to the schedules and also a little more updates. Uh, let's hit up more on niggas backing out or and actually testing positive. So since we last recorded, uh, four niggas on the Sacramento Kings caught uh, well I wouldn't say caught but pe- tested positive for COVID. Uh, four those four being nope. Buddy Hield, uh, of Buddy Hield, Jabari Parker, who 
a lot of people did not know he was on the Kings. And I feel yeah. bad for my boy. Um, Alex Lynn. Oh, somebody else. It was somebody else. I just can't think of them. Uh, I know they said the Phoenix Suns had three players test positive. They didn't disclose. Malcolm Brockton tested positive, but he said he's going to play. Pretty much everybody's at, until today recently where players said, I've tested positive, I'm not going to play. But uh, And we'll get to those. We'll get to that shortly. But um, they don't think they really. Oh, yeah, Jokic has it. Um, and he's stuck Deandre in Serbia. Jordan just tweeted you guys now. Yeah, I, we, I was about to say we'll get to the Nets in a second. Um, cause, uh, oh, there's more than one on the Nets? Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie got that pack? Yes. After making that very funny tweet. That's why I said we'll get to oh. Nets shortly because that, that, that positive test led to some questions. Um, but um, who else? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Jokic has and he's stuck in Serbia. Malcolm Brogdon, he said he's going to play. Um, I think that's it in terms of confirmed cases or at least cases that were brought out to the open. So uh, no other team really announced. But I think they said all together among all the tests they took last week, only 16 players came out positive out of 300-something tests. So... Take that as as you will, pretty much. Um, but today, or at least the past couple of days, Spencer Dinwiddie on the Brooklyn Nets uh, tested positive, and DeAndre Jordan has recently confirmed that he was tested positive. DeAndre Jordan said he is not going up there now because he he got that pack, and also Spencer Dinwiddie after tweeting, uh tweeting that he's going to put on the back of his jersey trillion in code for the trillion, the, trillion, the trillion dollar debt that this country's in. He got tested positive and now he is strongly considering not playing. So, <laughs> uh, that's unfortunate. Really sucks uh, for the Nets because it's looking more and more that because uh, Spencer Denwee is arguably their best player. I don't see Karis LeVert and Jared Allen being able to keep this team in the playoffs, especially if Bradley Beal. If Bradley Beal doesn't opt out, I think the Wizards is going to get in now. That's just me. But, yeah, the, but yeah that's how I look at it. Um, but because the Nets just literally you lost. Now, even though I don't value DeAndre Jordan as high as they do for some odd reason because they play him over Jared Allen. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie has literally kept that team afloat when Kyrie, since Kyrie shoulder said, adios amigo, uh, sit down and be a president, my nigga. So, I'm very curious on, if I'm the Nets, <laughs> it's like, yo, <laughs> it's like, you might as well just call it somebody else, cause, uh, we're falling apart at the seams. So, uh, your thoughts? Yeah, a lot of niggas with COVID. I don't think the game. I don't think the 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 
I don't think you should play. Just cancel the season. Um, I'm I'm gonna be at that point. From now on, I feel bad watching stuff like wrestling in the NBA, but gotta watch it. But like, if I think the fact that some people gotta choose between family and basketball, it sucks. It sucks. Nah. Yeah, definitely sucks. Like, and definitely do. Like, that's why any player that has Ari opted out, Avery Bradley, I respect. Mainly for his, his reason was probably the most, hey, bro, I'm straight. <laughs> because, like he said, his, I think he said his oldest son has rep- respiratory issues. So, it was no, like, it's just, it's just a uh, kid. That's a, his, I think it's his youngest. Oh, like well. the baby had problems, had respiratory problems like out the womb, like as soon as he came out. Um, mm. Uh, mm. But yeah, so I know it was one of his kids. I wasn't sure, but uh, one of his sons have very bad respiratory issues, so he don't want to be a threat. And plus, it's like when it gets to a point when families can't come down, last thing you want to do is have your freaking your kid with horrible respiratory issues be in hotbed Florida. So, Avery Bradley, I'm like, I respect that. Trevor Reza, it's just a fucked up situation of life to me. Because the fact that literally his custody battles leaving him that type of decision, but I respect it because, hey, you're never going to get back those moments with your son. Because it's a lot of dudes out here who really have it really bad, just like he do. So, press to him. Uh, I know Willie Cauley-Stein said fuck it for the exact same reason. Uh, that's the only time you can see his fa- uh, his uh, his son. So, once again, I'm not mad at it. Um, we already talked about uh, burdens <laughs> last week. But uh, burdens also uh, gave us a uh, sub. No, Evan Fournier literally sub-tweeted. Uh, burdens and burdens gave that man bars on Twitter, which was hilarious. I think they deleted it by now, so but it was hilarious as hell to see. Um, but yeah, so that's the update in terms of mugs backing out. Uh, once again, if you choose to play, I'm not mad at you. If you do not choose to play, I still respect it. Um, they did push back the uh time frame of when uh players can opt out, they have until I think the end of this week, so. We'll probably get more names or no name or any other, no other names by the time we record next week. Uh, so that's that. Uh, the Lakers did sign J.R. Smith, so <laughs> that has been confirmed. That's probably going to be the biggest uh, of the free agent signings that's been going on uh, for uh, the COVID league at this point. So, because I don't really Boogie said he's not going to play, so I respect them, mainly because he still got a rehab, like, bro, sit your ass down and relax, like, you don't need to rush back your ACL, like, you just came off of Achilles, came back from a torn calf, you don't really need basketball right now, bro, just chill, straight up, um, but yeah, so, uh, we'll know by the end of the week, but as far as I can tell, most teams are, most of the contending teams are going in straight. As far as we know, no star players have actually backed out yet. So that's that. So, but um, once again, before we get to schedules, 
NBA has done their, uh, I hate to call it kiss ass for the uh, for the black culture, but they're doing what every... That's so stupid, bro. So stupid. <laughs> it's That's the dumbest thing ever. Like, it, it is, G. Bro, what's this, like, saying they can change it, bro? It was times when they used to add nickname in the back of their jerseys for special days, bro. Like, that, that adds nothing to social change. It don't. Unless you could put a petition.org in the back of your jersey, it adds, it's really clown activity. It's just sprinkling in some bull crap right there. I, if I was actually an NBA player, I would feel offended. Uh, you sound muffled a little bit, bro, just so you know. I'm all bad. If I was an NBA player, I would feel offended. Like, what? this is this is going to create social change. It just it feel like they slapped that thing together. It's disrespectful as heck. I, like, that That low-key ticked me off. Like, like who the heck? It, it, trust me, some good memes came out of it, of course. Yeah, but man. like. The Celtics with the All Lives Matter was hilarious, yeah. and John Morant with the oh. fuck twelve. Yeah, he got a trouble for that. But, uh, <laughs> he literally he had to come out with a apology. I know he. I saw <laughs> it. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, um, God darn, um, Jamal Murray to have one like she's a bobblehead. But uh, like, I respect that. <laughs> look, man, I'm just saying, like, man, look, bro. His wife, right? Did that thing. <laughs> look, look. Like, you know she a glizzy champion right there. Joe, man, look, bro. Look. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, nah, no care. I think it's stupid, bro. I, honestly, it, it it's, it's stupid. It's I don't corny. think this helps anybody. Yeah. It, the thing is, and it, to me it was just super corny. I'm and yeah. I wasn't shocked by it, but the NBA and the players union agreed to it. So it's one of those things where it's like, okay, we know that we have to do something and we might as well do something. That and doing that to me is lame. Like I, I it's just to me it's gonna be a little corny. Because just we're throw going money to... at something, bro. That's what they should have did. You said what? Throw money at someone. Create something. Like, that I think that's cool. obvious. Like I'm sure they putting money into it. Like that's easy. So, like, but do something that's even better. Like create schools named like the basketball players, some of the greats. Create the like you know hey, the do Wilt something. The Wilt Chamberlain Academy, G. Oh come on, bro. <laughs> the fruits of Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Like, bro, come on, man. God darn, Mascots can be a grape. Like, you can do a lot of stuff. <laughs> you can do a lot of stuff, G. And it, it, it creates, it creates more. All right, like that. That is actually creating a school is actually added to social change more than me putting Black Lives Matter on the back of my jersey with a hashtag. Yeah. Or. And I hate the fact that somebody's going to, it's going to be multiple of these justice for Breonna Taylor. And we're not going to go there, but it's just that, that, that has gotten so corny to the point where it's just like, just arrest them. So people can stop being a little corny with that, but we're going to see that multiple times. Yeah. And you know, I understand the message. I understand what's being said, but like, I just think this whole thing is a slap in the face. (laughs) 
it's, it's just like the the white voice actors said after ten years of service, Multiple yeah, I'm gonna let years. a black guy do this. Also, by the way, I did not know uh, Cleveland's voice actor was white. You did not know that. You mean to tell me you didn't run across the YouTube videos of Seth MacFarlane and the gang in the studio recording? No, wow. it's it wasn't one of those things where I sat there and was like, oh, let me YouTube a uh, Family Guy voice actor. Yeah, folks, is black man. You should knew this, black it's Family white. Guy. White. I mean, white Family Guy, man. You right? I take that L. Um, and what black dudes sound like Cleveland? That's also true. That's <laughs> <laughs> also true. I know he got character, but like he don't even have a resemblance. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, you right. But uh, but and then they also said that they're going to paint Black Lives Matter on all the courts in Disney at the Disney Cup. So that's that. cool. Yeah, that's cool. Like now, that's cool. It's just the jerseys. I just feel like we're going to see some really corny stuff. Um, just really corny. I think Spencer Danwood, he said, like, he going to put trillion on the back of his jersey. And he and I think COVID. that's like a slight jab to the NBA because the money they have to make for them playing in it. But, like, um, yeah, that's... No, that was more know. No, that was more towards the country and the debt, our debt process. Oh, uh, yeah. So that, I, yeah, and then he caught COVID, so we're not even gonna see that. Um, that was an organized hit. <laughs> exactly, it was an organized hit, bro. <laughs> that, that was that was wild. Somebody gave somebody injected my man with COVID because he was gonna be smart. Then look, man, but John Morant, if you are listening to this podcast, you're probably not going to make the playoffs at this point. Once uh, once we get, talk about these schedules. <laughs> We're <laughs> not going to make the playoffs, but G, go ahead and put F on the back of your jersey. Just F. We need that, G. We need that. The culture needs it, G. If you a real one, put F on the back of your jersey, G. I know you apologize and all of that, but guess what? White people apologize all the time. So, we're not going to be mad at you. You'll be a cultural hero forever. But go ahead and put that so F on the back of your jersey. Gonna, are they going to like limit who can have Black Lives Matter on the back of their jersey? At the, at this rate, G, I'm sure they already have multiples printed out, G, just in case. Fuck me, stupid. It's going to be corny as hell, G. Like it's it's going to be so many hashtags. George I just seen a lot of players not choosing to. I, I I wouldn't be mad. At, like it's an option. They literally said it's an option, G. So they're not going to force it. And I wouldn't be mad if they do for uh don't like. I'm glad they're not forcing it because it just screams how corny this shit is. Uh, how some players are. So yeah. now if somebody wants to be a, if somebody wants me to be their biggest fan ever. Hashtag the baby is a cornball. Then yeah. I will buy yeah. your jersey. I will buy okay. your jersey. So, so shout out to whoever will do that. If y'all do that, I will literally be your biggest fan ever, G. So, uh, but let's go ahead and talk these goddamn schedules. Uh, schedules, for the the eight game schedules that some of these teams got. 
And opening night, we have the Lakers versus Clippers and Zion versus the Jazz. And the reason why I'm just saying Zion, because the NBA has an agenda. That agenda is called get Zion into the playoffs at all costs. It's so so glaring, too, bro. (laughs) So that's why we're going to open up with the Pelicans' eight-game schedule. Uh, I wish I really saved that comparison between the uh, (laughs) – Like, it's a lot of teams that got that hit job, bro. I think the Lakers got that job because more Raiders, it's going to be big Raiders, whoever the Lakers go against. So you might as well have them go against other big market teams, too. Because they got they got, they got a heck of a schedule as well. Not big market teams, but, like, contending teams. I think all of the team, people that go against Dana in the playoffs. But what they did for the Pelicans, it's, a, like, glaring, bro. It's Very glaring. Good. I'm about to... Let me read this. So, open they, their first two games, you can sit there and say, okay, the fix is not in because they got the Jazz and Clippers. They should be able to beat the Jazz, as far as I know, unless Donovan Mitchell says, F it. Uh, Rudy Gobert said he still ain't got his, his smell. So, folks, folks still going through it. Uh, So, Rudy Gobert. I know how you feel because my smell is just now starting to come back. So that was a wild that is a wild thing to have, by the way. It no is. System. Also, by the way, people who are listening, no, I my test kept coming back negative. I don't know why my smell disappeared. Yeah, symptoms. It's it, also it's a lot of things that can carry a loss of sense of smell, bro. Like a lot of sicknesses could do that. Mm. Uh, like pair it up with your sinuses and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah, but um, but but yeah. Either way, Rudy Gobert, we know how you feel on this podcast. G, it's depressing. It's depressing not to smell mild sauce, even though that is man. one of the things that did help bring my shit back. So, bro, I swear to God, putting your nose to some hot sauce and mild sauce helped a lot, bro. It did. I don't even like hot sauce like that. <laughs> it, it was something strong enough, but uh, Gobert, find some mild sauce, G. That's all I can tell you, but uh. But yeah, back to the Pelicans got Jazz open at night, uh, and I feel like barring Donovan Mitchell or Gobert saying they're not playing, I see the Jazz kind of winning that. Maybe I don't know. That's one of those like everything's up in the air because we don't know how these teams are coming in in terms of shape by this time. By the way, so outside a few players that we've seen in very great shape, Harden, Marcus All. I heard Zion's in really good shape as well. We don't know. See Ben Simmons, Asal Brown. Yeah, like I don't know what's Joel and B probably. Joel and B probably in a full. No, format. no, they actually said Joel and B's in probably the best shape of his career. Mm. So, so I, that that gives me hope about my Philly, uh, my Philly uh prediction. But um, but yeah, so back to the Pelicans, the Jazz, Clippers. <sighs> Uh, Clippers, they're going to get clapped probably. But once again, we don't know what the Clippers because who knows who backs out between the next two days. Uh, Grizzlies, Kings, Wizards, Spurs, Kings, Magic. So, <laughs> they pretty much have all the teams outside the Grizzlies who are fighting for their lives to make the playoffs. And yet, they have literally the most easiest schedule ever to get in. 
The fix is in. Gun Dog probably make it to the seventh seed, bro. Yeah. Because hey. God so, forbid, if I, I I have a strange feeling, Luca's gonna come back looking like goddamn Jokic. Yeah. Before the COVID. <laughs> it's a fear. It's a Ooh. fear of mine. Cause so who knows with the Mavericks and plus they lost they lost their starting center. So and so who knows? But uh, the fix is in for the Pelicans. Like they they're going that if they fuck this up. It's a dialogue time. You gotta blow it up a little bit more. AK Baju Holiday. Um and Brandon Ingram say bye to Max. I honestly think Drew's probably. I think we probably get Drew backing out too because his wife low key recovered from cancer, so that oh, yeah. system already compromised. Yeah, like, yeah, I forgot because he is married to uh, and she was a good soccer player by the way too. But yeah, he his wife. Yeah, he might. Ooh, yeah. If they don't have Drew Holiday, that's gonna play a big role because <laughs> that's that leaves you literally. Because I feel like with these games and. Is the fact that it's everything neutral? There's no crowd. It's dang near going to feel like a overly competitive YMCA game to them, to some of these teams. So, in a team like the Pelicans, who I feel like they have a bunch of good to solid, great defenders on their team, and they're young, we're just going to run and gun if if things don't go as as we plan. And if you don't have Drew Holiday, who, if that just assume you make the playoffs, first round you're going against LeBron. Uh, I'm not about to let Zion get cooked by LeBron and AD. And I don't trust Brandon Ingram to guard LeBron or AD. Zion is going, like I said, I don't trust Zion yet. And Lonzo, as much as I love Lonzo, no. No, but yeah, so uh, that's that would be a very interesting situation. Um, where's the Grizzlies? Because just in comparison, because they have the AFC. Let's see where. Hold on, let me pull up the Grizzlies schedule. I don't know why that's not in comparison. Do, 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 do. Grizzlies. That's why that's the first thing to pop up. Let's see. All right, here we go. Grizzly schedule. In comparison, they have the Trailblazers who are hungry to get in. The Spurs, and the Spurs is looking like a lot of die, by the way. They have the Pelicans, the Jazz, and then... The Thunder is going to the Thunder is going to be a tough team to beat. The Raptors is going to be a really tough team to beat. The Celtics is going to whoop their ass, and then you got Giannis. That is so wild, bro. You not bro? They probably lose ninety percent of those games. This is not like this is not like oh, this is going to be tough battles. See, Memphis wasn't that good to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, and then like the only reason they probably was AFC is because Zion was injured. You can make that case, and all and you can make that case that Zion was hurt, 
Spurs really haven't been healthy all season. Yeah, yeah. Freaking, Vos coming off of, uh, what, an ACL though? Yeah, was it a kid? J- J- DeJounte Murray coming off an injury. DeRozan has been really wishy-washy all season. I think LaMarcus has uh, been hurt. Um, They had a couple other little knick-knack injuries on their team as well. So the Spurs really haven't even been healthy all season. Uh, The Suns, DeAndre Aiden was hurt uh, for uh, like almost two months. No, no, he wasn't hurt. He was suspended. DeAndre Aiden was suspended. So you lost your center. And then Kelly Oubre got hurt. So so literally leaving uh, my boy Booker with literally Ricky Rubio and uh, Dario Sark and what's that boy name? Aaron Baines. What more do you Aaron want Baines. from me? Huh? Aaron Baines kind of decent though. He is decent, but I think he, I think he, I was the record for a big man with the most threes. I think he folks at like 10 of them things. Dude literally be popping them things. I can't cap, but compared to DeAndre Aiden and Kelly Oubre, I would like, he shouldn't be my third, my third or second option. That's my point. <laughs> uh, but also, shout out to those teams that did miss out on Aaron Baines. Like he would be a really good stretch big on a lot of good, a lot of teams right now. And he's uh, also like an enforcer type, so that he would have been he's good not regardless. Scared, so, uh, so yeah. But the like, and also is another team I'm trying to think of. Oh, and the Blazers have been hurt all year too. The oh yeah, Blazers have... definitely man. They don't give me wrong. They also extremely mid. Yeah, but they've been hurt. Yeah, they they've been mid, and outside of Dame literally playing some of the some crazy basketball, they were really looking really bad in the light at one point, to the point where we was saying blow it all up. So yeah, Trey CJ talked me wild. It was very wild at that point. Hell, we was even saying trade Dame. So, like, we was having those talks uh, where it was called Blow Up the Blazers. So, it was very close. But they they should be healthy uh, because Dame is healthy. Dame was battling injuries. I think he was dealing with his back. Um, CJ really wasn't hurt. Whiteside is rested. You have Nurkic back. Zach Collins is back. Losing Trevor... Excuse me, losing Trevor Reza hurts because you lost somebody to guard LeBron um, and Kawhi. That's it. Um, so, excuse me. And then Melo's rested as well. So, so like, the Blazers look, are a legitimate threat regardless. The Spurs, what like I said, what I said. Pelicans are hungry. The Jazz are fighting for their lives. The Thunder... They're not beating the Thunder. The Raptors are gods. <laughs> like, bro, like, the the final four games, final five, six, but especially the final four, you're, it's a good chance you're going to get disrespected. <laughs> the Raptors is going to beat your ass. <laughs> yeah. The Celtics, gee, if, once again, I say this often, if Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and uh, Marcus Smart were not on the Celtics. I would love them so much more. They're just on the Celtics. So, but they're going to whoop your ass. And then the Bucks. The Celtics are going to. The Celtics. 
people don't know, are going to be one of the hardest teams to beat four times, bro. Like, every game is going to be hard. If you Giannis, if you Philly, if you the Raptors, every game against them going to be hard. Yep. Because they hungry. And they young. And they And then this is another thing. They took LeBron to seven. <laughs> and they were literally stopped passing Jason. They were literally stopped passing Jason Tatum the ball from literally beating LeBron and going to the finals to get swept by the Warriors. Yep. So <laughs> it's like, come on, G. Hey, Chris, real quick. Uh, we going back to uh, UFC 251. Uh, who is in it? It's July 11th. Kamaru Usman. It's a three championship. Ooh, Kamaru yeah. Usman versus Gilbert Burns. I think Holloway versus a guy. And I think the, it's the women title on the line. I think so. If not, it's another uh, title fight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's that's a that's a purchase. It should, it should be it should be probably one of the best events of the year. Actually. Yeah, that's a purchase. Gilbert yes. Burns, even though I don't want to see a black guy lose in any sports, might just beat Kamaru Usman. Like I said, we'll see it because uh, we say this like, look, man, that's worth it. It's worth it's worth it to me. So uh, even though Usman could probably knock dude out in like two seconds, so but uh, it, anything can happen. But I'm cool with that. Yep, that's cool. Uh, just make sure you have that money. Uh, yeah. So uh, but yeah. So the gr- like back to the Celtics though. Like yeah, I, they're literally a tough out for anybody because they've been there. They know where they failed, and I would be scared to go against them no matter what. Uh, who yep. else? Need to pull up the Lakers schedule since we are a very pro Lakers podcast. You know how we get down here. Um, let's see. Uh, the Lakers schedule. Do 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 do. Hold on. Damn, bro. Should have just had all of these queued up, but hey, who cares? Lakers schedule. It is said the Lakers have the third toughest schedule, by the way. But uh, the Lakers have... <laughs> Wait, who got the toughest schedule? <laughs> it's the Grizzlies. Is it Memphis? It's, it's the Grizzlies. <laughs> so messed up, bro. <laughs> They did them wrong. (laughs) I believe the Grizzlies have the toughest. But here's the Lakers schedule, G. Um, They got the Clippers opening night, which is expected. The Raptors, um, which is going to be another tough game. The Jazz, they whooped the Jazz ass all season. The Thunder, they should win that. The Rockets, that's going to be a tough game. Uh, that the Rockets game is going to show if they can do it without Avery Bradley. Yeah. Yeah. No show. Uh, because that's that's a guard focused team, and oh man, like, and you got to figure out who's starting at shooting guard. Yeah. Because like you, I keep forgetting they have Danny Green on that team, and playoff Danny Green is a form, by the way, people. Playoff, like he plays, he plays at a different level come playoff time, but uh, so, but 
who's your because no technically it was point guard. Well, either way, who's your second guard? Who's starting? Who's your other starting guard? It better not be Rondo. It better not no, be Rondo. He gotta be. He gotta be Danny Green. No, Danny Green was already starting, so that would leave KCP, who I think is going to be KCP probably. Caruso. Yeah. Nah, either yeah, so like in Rondo, you still have Deion Waiters, and I think J.R. Smith is just a security deposit at this point, just in case somebody catches COVID. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they need like they. I will feel like by the time they get to the Rockets, you need to know who's your starting guard, your other starting guard, because second LeBron is point guard. But I don't like starting Rondo with LeBron. That's just me. I just don't like it. It don't work. That's everybody, bro. Uh, but yeah, the Rocket game is going to be, I feel like, their most important game. The Clippers game is whatever because literally these mugs are coming off four months of rest. Whatever happens, happens in that game. Uh, and that's just to literally get people to check, check, check out these games. Um, but yeah. They got the Pacers. That's going to be a tough game, a, a winnable tough game, especially Oladipo plays because Oladipo is still questionable. Um, the Nuggets, they always they beat on the Nuggets all the time. And then the Kings is the Kings. G. At that point, the, the Kings is going to be hoping that they can relax um, and be ready to go home and fuck bitches. Um, but, yeah. The Clippers actually have really have it pretty light, too. As well, uh, the Clippers got the Lakers, Pelicans, Suns, Mavericks, Blazers, Nets, Nuggets, Thunder. And I'm trying to see who I want to see who else has just a ridiculous Clippers again. The Clippers have the Lakers, Pelicans, Suns, Mavericks, Blazers, Nets, Nuggets, Thunder. One team can't has a chance of beating them. And that's, that's the Lakers. The no, okay, two Mavericks. That's it. The Nuggets the play them got... really good, though. Each time I watch the Nuggets versus Clippers, the Nuggets play them really good. Yeah, they do because they do have a they, but you know, Clippers got a problem with like. Like dealing with people with size, mm-hmm. so that's not. We better go grab them clothes, Cam. All right, um, but uh, yeah, that that pretty much like they they got a legit easy schedule too. That should actually close the gap or the seating. Yeah, between because the Lakers I think and, they're five game five and a half games apart between the Lakers, so. But the Lakers just have to, I don't think the Lakers is going to do as bad as some people think they are. Like, they just got to go five and three. So, shit. I, and let me say the Bucks. They have the Celtics, Rockets, Nets, Heat, Mavericks, Raptors, Wizards, Grizzlies. The job was there, bro. That job was there, dog. <laughs> bro, that job was there, G. Bro, why though? Like the Bucks and Greek Freak is the next big thing. Oh man. Like gee. 
that's wild. Yeah, they got it really good because the only team like the Celtics is really built. They don't. Have, look, this is the thing. They they don't have nobody necessarily to stop Giannis. It's just we have somebody to guard everybody else. Everybody, like, bro, that team is Giannis and spread the floor. Yep. It's not that hard to beat. It's just Giannis is that good that it looks unbeatable. And everybody else just hits their threes at a consistent clip. Yeah, we see, but we see what happens if you can contain Giannis at that rim, what Philly did. Yeah, Philly is still the blueprint team to me. It's just... Can't Philly score enough? Matter of fact, let's go to Philly next. I want to look at they. Hold on, but that do you think that schedule easy for them? Celtics is tough. The first two games is tough because come on, that's it. Let's let's go it again, and we go one by one. We're gonna say if it's tough or not. Celtics, tough. Rockets, tough. Nets, that's not tough. We know that. that not that's tough not at tough. All. No, no. The Heat is going to give them some go. Tough, because they got Bam. Bam can, Bam can switch on anybody on that team, G. Yeah. Bam is literally the secret weapon, but you have Bam and Jimmy that deal with Giannis. Uh, the Mavericks, I feel like the – my hot take yeah, is the Mavericks – I only think this is a hot take, honestly, at this point. The Mavericks have probably the best chance to fall off completely. Yeah. So, I'm just throwing that out there. So, we might see an entirely different 7-8 seed in the West. Um, The Raptors, that's tough. Uh, The Wizards, (laughs) come on now. (laughs) You know, like, unless Bradley Beal dropped 60, you know, he dropped 60 and he lost multiple times this season. So, that happened. So, I can't even say that. Um, But that's that's a la-di-da. And they got the Grizzlies. La di da. Like they they have it easy actually. Like they only have three tough games. Four. Four tough games. But I feel like out the tough games, the ones that they should win regardless is against the Heat and the Raptors. I feel like they can win those two. Uh mm-hmm. I want to check out Philly, because you know me. Uh, I believe in them niggas. Where the hell is Sixers at? Here we go. Dang, Sixers actually got it not that got it easy. Shit. Pacers. Spurs. Wizards. Magic. Trailblazers. Suns. Raptors and Rockets. That's easy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Philly could actually move up the seedings. It's like they can actually move up the seedings. And once again, I think playing in a neutral environment benefits them uh, because they were horrible on the road. They were good on the, they were good at home, but this is a very neutral environment. And I think it will benefit them more than anything else because they were just such a great home team. So, Literally at this point, a neutral ground should benefit them. So I think Philly is going to benefit a lot out of their weak ass schedule because you, you're not seeing nobody until you till the Blazers, honestly. And then you got the Raptors and Rockets to end it. 
Yeah. Uh, let's see. What's another team you wanna whose schedule you think want to look at real quick? Oh, uh, that's that's pretty much it. Honestly, I don't see uh like everybody else's. I think we nailed like the people whose schedules that you really want to look at. Everybody else is like deterrence. Like probably the Rockets, but I'm the Rockets is probably the biggest deterrent. No, the Rockets gonna the Rockets gonna give a lot of teams go. Like don't don't get me wrong when I say I sleep on them, I'm sleep on them, but I ain't dumb. Yeah, the Rockets gonna give a lot of teams go because you you gotta think about the situation that this is in. It's a neutral ground court. And there's no fans. Barely going. I don't think you gonna have commentary. So commentators, well, honestly, I don't think you're really getting commentators if they if because I don't think they really confirmed it yet. There's not really going to be much stadium noise. So besides stadium sounds, and even then, it's not to compare to what I've heard before. So, yeah. like, like, gee, like. I'm supposed to be nervous about stadium sounds and no crowd noise. Okay. I'd rather deal with the stadium sounds. So, so like you would think that's like, in a way, this is more, you can look at it as a super glorified YMCA open court, just with professional teams. And we're like, we may see some literally some crazy uh, final scores or we're going to see like some players play out their goddamn minds. For all we know, yeah. like a team, like teams that really shoot good, like the Rockets and Bucks, they go. There might be some games where they're shooting like straight fifty percent from the field from three. Because it's you bring like, up a good point on that. Yeah, you bring up a really good point on that. But like, a lot of fan pressure again. Like Philly, Philly is another team that probably do good with that too. They used yeah. to get booed at their own stadium. Exactly. And that's where they play best at. Philly <laughs> like, fans suck. Exactly. Look, man, Philly's a hor- like, it's a horrible p- sports place. It's a horrible sports place. Um, oh, yeah. But, um, but yeah, like, like, some players might actually benefit from no f- f- uh, fan pressure. We yeah. might, like, F round, like, Somebody like goddamn LeBron who probably shoots better with nobody around might literally look like goddamn prime Larry Bird, for all we know. Yeah. <laughs> or players Shoot, Paul George like, might go back to Indiana. Exactly. Paul, Paul George might play a little bit better in this type of scenario. Like, I think players who really just like straight hoopers like and we're talking about more than the role player sense. So somebody like a, and the Lakers have a couple of them. Dion Waiters yeah. is a nigga who hoops yeah. his ass off. He might f Ron look like goddamn young, looking like goddamn young Isaiah Thomas out here. G, it's mm-hmm. possible. It's very much possible. Uh, J.R. Smith might shoot better with nobody around. Like these are type of stuff we got to factor, and then players who kind of feed off the crowd. I hate to say it, someone like Patrick Beverly might be absolutely useless because he feeds off the crowd. 
he feeds off the crowd of the arena and stuff like that, whether he's getting booed or cheered for doing what he do. He might his defense might not hit the same. His impact on the court might not hit the same because he's a energy based like energy based guys, I feel like they're not going to be as effective. Mm. In this type of environment, like this type of stuff, we got to you just got to think about and factor in. I think the stars is going to be the stars regardless. That's just going to happen. There's nothing you can do. Like if you're the best player in the world, you're going to look like the best player on the world. But players who literally are just straight hoopers, like the Deion Waiter type niggas, if Lou Will decides to play the Lou Wills, they're going to look a lot better because it's just to them. It's strictly basketball now, G. In a team like Philly, where it's just like, nigga, we really don't have much of an offense, but we make that shit work, going to look a lot better as well. Because no fan pressure, and the story between behind Philly has always been cracking under fan pressure. So it's less pressure when you don't have nobody freaking heaping and hollering at you. So... So yeah, I think it's it, it's variables that we gotta factor in when like some people, especially if you're gonna be the gambling man here. Look at them rosters, G. Outside the star players, look at the role players and sit there and tell tell yourself, will this person is this nigga a hooper or is he an energy feed off the crowd type guy? I'm just throwing this shit out there if you're that type of person. But just look at it before you sit there and think it's easy breezy for some teams. So that's just me, a little analysis that I've been thinking about. Uh, anything else we need to hit? No. No. All right, that's it. Um, appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Threes from the Ring, Three S from the Ring. With the at sign, um, any thoughts, uh, your thoughts and stuff like that, feel free to let us know. Uh, and all that, we greatly appreciate the love and support. Uh, wherever platform you listen to us on, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, throw us the bag. Uh, but we appreciate you guys. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We're going to be on YouTube real soon. Work in progress, so be on the lookout. Make sure you follow. Just go ahead and hit subscribe subscribe on you tweaking media right now so once that video hit you know so uh make sure you do that we appreciate you guys for listening and peace